you absolutely positively must find a mentor if you want to succeed. Find out how on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I was reading over the reviews yesterday of Serve No Master on Amazon. I always read the reviews because I love feedback. And I got a slightly negative review that I found very informative. I thought it was a really good negative review. Unfortunately, the person who left it, they didn't leave, their profile doesn't have their email address because they wanted to email the person to actually ask follow-up questions. Their complaint, they gave me a four-star review, which isn't terrible, and they said, oh, I wish this book had more information about face-to-face, but the rest of the information was really good four stars. And I wish I could understand a little bit more about what they meant about face-to-face. I would love to know what they wanted to learn, what that key component is, because I would either add it to the book, make it an addition, or something else. So that inspired me for today's episode. That inspired me to put together this topic. We've talked about it in different ways. We've talked about it, and I talk about it a little bit in the book as well, uh, but it is one of the key face-to-face components. And Finding a mentor, finding a guide is very, very important wherever you are in life. Every phase I've gone through in my business has involved a degree of mentorship. Now, the difference between a mentor and a coach is that you pay your coach. That's really the difference. And sometimes that's the best thing to do. I've paid for a lot of coaching in my life. I find it very hard to uh, learn something without having a mentor or a coach. And the relationship in both places can be very good. I mentor people all the time. And I also coach people all the time. It depends where uh, people approach me. Recently, I've been trying to train a new writer. And uh, this is a very young guy, someone who uh, actually approached because I one of his ads to help me with a smaller side project about six months ago. And he messages me, hey, you got anything else to work on? And his writing style is okay, but not, it's not like tier one. And I said, you know what, hey, you love writing reviews. I've been working on this review. Uh, for Pay Kickstart, which is the shopping cart platform I use. I've been working on a review. There's only one review out there online right now. It's not very good. And I've been working on one for about a couple of weeks. For me to write a review, if you've seen my Grammarly review, which is really, really long, it takes me a really long time to write one. It takes me at least a couple of days of full-time working. In this case, I've been working part-time for a couple of weeks uh, going over each section because I want it to be as informative, as in-depth as possible. And when I write a review, I start by assembling all the screenshots I want to use. So I go through, and because this is my shopping cart, I had to cover and hide up a lot of numbers and customer names and uh, people's names. I don't want someone's email address accidentally appearing or someone's phone number appearing on a public-facing page on my website. So I start off by creating all the screenshots of the sections I want to talk about. And that helps me to begin to have the structure. And of course, you've heard one of my previous podcast episodes I use a specific template, and a lot of my template I use, I got from this really great 
a website called Authority Blogger. I've, I have the link. If you look at my How to Write a Great Review, I have a link to the other blog post that I like to follow as well for a template. So I have a rough structure that I talked about in my previous podcast episode, but I always look at this blog post as well because it's written. I like having a written structure. And they actually updated their uh, post recently. It's actually better than it used to be. It's really good because they actually use uh, Thrive themes just like I do. And you know I talk about Thrive themes a lot. So their design is very similar to the design I use. Very, very helpful and very wonderful template for writing reviews. There's always someone better at it, okay? I'm okay, and I told you how I do it, but the way I do it as well is I always look for someone who's a little bit better, and that's the blog post that I have next to me side by side. So I started writing in, I didn't have that much time, and I wrote probably the first, maybe two or 3,000 words on it. It's gonna end up being probably 10 or 12,000 word review, really long, because each section really requires a lot of thought and care to make it valuable to you, to really explain how each thing works and what the value is. So I sent it to this guy last week. I said, hey, you know what? I've got all the screenshots. Can you start blocking out the rest of this? Can you help me out? Can you write the rest of this? And he took a swing at it. He actually uh, he said it would be done on Sunday and sent it to him on a Thursday. Sunday night, he's like, oh, I haven't started yet. And a couple hours later, like, I guess he worked really hard for a couple hours straight, sent it to me. And it wasn't quite there yet. It, was, it certainly wasn't where I could send it out. He'd made a couple of different decisions that I would make as far as formatting, so I had to go through and reformat stuff. I like to have all of my images have a little, when a review, because it's so long, you have to break it up, so I like to have lots of uh, different image borders and things to make it clear, uh, the different sections. So I had to do a lot of formatting issues. It was missing a couple of sections. It didn't have any of the case studies that I like to show about the different businesses and things, some, some key components. And then the actual writing uh, was okay, but this product, Pay Kickstarter, is really for people that are more advanced. It's $100 a month, so it's not an investment for someone who's just starting out. It's $1,200 a year, that's a lot of money. Now you can pay yearly and it's $1,000 a year, but still, you are, it's an expensive resource and something I only moved up to when my business went to a certain level of complexity. It's really only when you're running certain types of businesses that it starts to make sense economically to use this. And in the review, I go into all the detail, but basically other platforms, instead of charging you a monthly fee, charge you a percentage of every sale. And it's only when their percentage of your sales goes over $100 a month that it makes sense to switch to this platform because then it's cheaper. Now the platform has amazing tools and a lot of great resources, so you may want to switch to it a little sooner. But he wrote this review targeting total beginners with sections like, here's why marketers like data. And the thing is, anyone who's thinking about this purchase is already interested in data, already understands the value of data, so they're a level beyond that. So he wrote it for beginners when really the product is for intermediate to advanced people. So I've been rewriting everything, that's what I always do. Whenever I have someone write for me, I tend to just use their structure and rewrite everything. It does help me to have, the way he blocked out a lot of things. He covered a lot of ground for me. And when I started showing him the stuff, and I started sending him messages, as you know, I'm a big Skype person, so I'm sending him Skype text messages, that way he gets the notes. I'm saying, oh, when you did this, the structure was wrong in here. When you wrote the call to action at the end, you didn't explain it right. Here's why this wording is better than that wording. Small things, but he could have been upset. In fact, at first he thought I was yelling at him or firing him, I was like, no, I, if, I didn't, if I thought your work was terrible, I just wouldn't tell you. But I'm telling you this stuff to help you get better. And he started asking more and more questions. And so I explain why I do each little thing. See, learn, he looked at the same template I did, but he didn't see what I see because he doesn't have the 10 years of experience of writing reviews. He doesn't have the 10 years of experience in this business. 
And so I'm able to explain things to him and it starts to make sense in a way that he didn't connect with just reading it once. There's something about having someone explain something to you and being allowed to ask questions that helps you learn much, much faster. And depending upon where this relationship goes, I may begin to mentor him more and more and more. For this type of work, for learning to write at the very lowest level, it's hard for me to mentor someone who is older than me or even my own age because you have certain financial needs, okay? When someone's much younger, they have more time to learn because they don't have as many financial responsibilities because mentoring someone, there's no money in it. Some people, you want to make money fast, you're in a different place. You're in a different position. So he's in a position where he can take the time to really learn. Now, that's not to say I don't mentor older, older people. It just happens to be most of the people I mentor are younger than me. I have dabbled with mentoring older. I've mentored men and women in the past. In this case, it just happens to be a younger guy because it's happened in the last week. And so he went from trying a paying job and not basically missing the mark. He wants to be a better writer. And so I said, hey, you know what? Sure. I'll help you become a better writer because you'll write free stuff for me while I'm teaching you. Helps me. Helps me and helps him. And if I can train him to write reviews the way I want him to write, then I can put out more reviews of the things I use. I'd love to do that. One piece of content that I feel is missing from my site is reviews, not just because I make affiliate sales for reviews, which of course is nice. I would love to really go in depth with each different product I use or anything I recommend and explain why. So you can then look at it rather than just sharing a recommendation, you could look at all the pieces and go, oh, this is why it's good or this is why it's not the right fit for me. See, in my review on Pay Kickstarter, I can explain right out the gate why it's probably not the right fit for you if you're just starting out why it's only the right fit if you're at a certain level of your business. Now, other tools, and the same thing with the Grammarly review, I went into great detail, while probably, you probably just need the free version at first. I probably don't need to upgrade for a while. There's a lot of value there, so teaching someone that way. So finding mentors in the same way that I have a lot of mentors in my life. Right now, I work with about four copywriting mentors and coaches. I have one guy that I pay every month just to read the stuff I write, and record videos and tell me what's right and what's wrong. It's very expensive. He's the most expensive person that I pay every month, worth every penny. Helps me write stuff all the time. If you look at my sales pages, he goes through all of them for me, gives me a lot of really good feedback. Sees what's missed right and what's wrong and it's very helpful. And I have a couple of other people that do it that aren't paid, but they're just kind of mentoring me. And the thing about when you pay someone is it's a lot easier to get them to look at everything. And uh, mentor relationships tend to run their course. So I had someone mentor me a copy a year ago. For about six months, he looked at all my stuff almost every day. But after a while, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Mentors don't want to do it forever. So you have to find another mentor once you've learned a lot of what they have to share. And uh, that guy moved on to the point where instead of mentoring me, now he sends me work. And in fact, the biggest project I'm working on right now for copywriting came through that relationship. And the person who uh, hired me for that job, I had a long talk with him when he hired me for the job. It's the biggest copywriting job I've worked on in a while. Really great because it's very similar to a lot of things I've done in the past. This guy's one of the top copywriters in the world, very high level. And what he does is he runs so many projects that he hires lower level copywriters all the time. He has a whole stable of people that he's constantly hiring. And we had this talk and it was very interesting because he's feeling me out to see my approach to working with the client. Some people like to get the project from the client, spend 30 days, deliver everything and say, okay, it's done. And that comes from a place of a combination of confidence and hubris. Because I've worked with copywriters like that before that I hired back before I knew copy. And they charge huge amounts of money and then you get their work and then it wouldn't work. And they'd be like, well, that's not my fault. And what happens is their book starts to shrink, but they've already decided they're so great that they're done learning. And he was kind of filling me out to see if I'm on that page. I said, look, 
I'll turn in stuff as often as you want. I'll send in stuff every week if you want to see what I'm working on. I don't care. I want as much feedback as I can get. And he goes, well, I like the sound of that because I like to train people who work for me, copywriters who work for me, and keep raising their rates. He's like, I'd like to get you to double and triple what we're paying you right now. And I said, well, I definitely like the sound of that because I'd love to become a tier one copywriter. Right now, I'm a tier two copywriter, in my opinion. I'm a, not the bottom of tier two, but I'd say middle to upper middle. You know, to be a, everyone, when you say guess the number, everyone's a seven, right? So I'm pretty good. My stuff does convert. And I can certainly write something good enough that a tier one copywriter, someone who's really an expert or a really good tester, could turn into gold. I'm actually working with some, doing some copy for media buyers right now. And there are people who test every day and they buy a lot of traffic and stuff. And a lot of what I'm writing there is working. And because they're able to test it and give me feedback, I can get better and better every day. So those are two main copywriting projects I'm working on. And there's a lot of mentorship involved in the things I work on. So finding a mentor can really, really help you. Finding a mentor or a coach. I have both. I have people that uh, I'm working for and so they guide me and people that are working for me so I guide them. And then there are people that I pay to just give me coaching advice. Very valuable in both places. So how can you find a mentor? The easiest way, and this was something Jordan talked about in episode 116, it was really great. He talked about sending unsolicited stuff to someone. It's really, really true. If you sent me a whole written article and go, hey, I'd love to write an article for you. I think this would be a really good fit. Or I'd love, if you sent me a product review and go, hey, I wrote a really long product review. It's 12,000 words. I'd love to see what you think of it, okay? I'd love to write stuff for you. And if it's not good enough, maybe you give me feedback. I can keep working on it. See, feedback is a secret word that means mentor me. It's a way to get someone to mentor you for free. And this is my approach to when I take on interns as well. I exchange teaching, which as you know, my coaching program was very expensive. You want one-on-one coaching for me, one-on-one attention, it's expensive. You can pay either in money or in work. And when you pay in work, what's really great is everything you work on, you keep getting better, better, better. Very valuable for me and very valuable for you. So you can approach anyone you want to learn from and say, hey, this is something I worked on. I would like to send it to you for you to use. And if it's not good enough, please give me feedback and I'll redo it over and over and over again to get good. And this approach is how people will continue to teach you stuff to really help you. This is one way to find a mentor digitally. Another way to find mentors is to find people who are good at stuff that you're not good at and do an exchange. I have someone um, that I'm working on a project with. I've been working on a project for about six months. It's the person I'm doing the parenting project with actually. He's very good at different stuff than me. And so we have a tendency to send each other stuff to review. So it's not a mentor-mentee relationship. It's a relationship of two equals, if you will. And he'll send me stuff to review, and then I'll send stuff back to him. And say, hey, will you look at this? What do you think? Or he'll send me something. Uh, we're both working on quizzes right now. He's a big Thrive Themes guy just like me. And Thrive Themes guys, we stick together because there's always new features. So you need people to talk to about it. And when the quiz came out, we were both talking about it like crazy. The quiz software came out just a few weeks ago. And we're both talking about a couple of ideas and a couple of quiz design ideas. So we send each other back and forth the things we're working on. And it really helps. And uh, the way I found him was through a friend of a friend. Someone that I met through networking years and years ago. Uh, I mentioned that I had, my, I had a book in a parenting space. He goes, oh, I know a guy who does parenting on ClickBank. And he connected us. A lot of this type comes from using and implementing networking techniques. If you think about it, and I'm using different kind of language here. When you say to someone, hey, I wrote something or created something that I'd like you to use if it's good enough, you're basically offering value. It's another way of saying, hey, I've done something for free. I'm demonstrating something. And if it's good enough, use it. If it's not good enough, give me feedback. I'll redo it. Feedback is worth its weight in gold. I pay people to give me feedback all day long. 
I'll pay someone better than me to give me feedback and make my stuff better. It really, really helps. It really helps with the learning curve. It really helps with the developing and understanding. All these things are very valuable. And I really appreciate people who give me that guidance. I don't have enough time where I'm at right now to send out spec work anymore. I just don't. Because I'm so busy, because running my business, I have to generate enough revenue all the time to stay profitable. My family always has new expenses. This earthquake situation, we had an earthquake recently, and it damaged the airport on the Amory Island, which means, and also damaged the passport place. Before I can leave the country to head to America, I have to update some passport stuff. You have to go through and do that. You can't just do it at the airport. It's a separate phase. I can't do it now because it's uh, broken. The office is broken, so I have to fly to another city earlier just to do that one task. Now, other people do screw around with that stuff, and they, uh, sometimes you get away with it, and sometimes you don't show up at the airport. I could probably show up at the airport and say, I wanted to do this, but there was a massive earthquake and the office is closed near where I live. They might let me get away with it and they might not. But if they kick me out of the country and say I can't come back, who's gonna take care of my kids? So I'm not playing that game. I'm a little bit too responsible for that. And so that change means I have to you know, adapt, have to make some business changes, have to make sure I'm staying ahead. So for that reason, I can't do a lot of spec work. But when you're jumping into a field and you wanna do things, you can. I've sent a lot of people emails saying, hey, do you want to write a guest post for my blog? Only one person ever tried to do it. That was it. One person ever even tried. This one guest post on my blog for that reason. If you want to write a guest post for my blog, if you want to come up with a guest idea for a podcast episode, all you got to do is email me. Everyone who's ever emailed me knows that I really do it. I respond to every single email I get. If you want me to mentor you, if you want me to give you free wisdom, all you have to do is message me with something you've created for me. Don't message me and say, hey, do you want me to write an article? I've been down that path before and I, Jordan was right. I don't want to do that. That's too much. Don't ask me what you should do. You can look at my blog and see the types of things I write about and you can easily write a blog post or write a review of a product and it's easy to think of a product. Listen to any of the ones that I mention, okay? And then send it to me and say, what do you think of this or do a review? Now, I'm not trying to get solicit free writing. I'm just saying you can do this with anyone you look up to in any field you look up to. You can work on, I don't know for sure you can do this, but perhaps you could send recipes to a cook you like and say, hey, I'm working on this recipe. Will you try it out? And if you like it, I'd love for you to add it to your cookbook. And maybe just mention my name in the bottom, but you can say it's you. I'd love to just have something that I created. You know, it's like having someone play one of your songs when you're first starting out. Obviously, when you get to that where someone's selling a song, it's an individual unit and getting paid for it, you have to do the whole, it's really complicated, you know, publishing and all the credits and the money, whatever. But for something simple, you can send stuff to someone, a recipe for someone's recipe blog, whatever. It's about reaching out. And when you want to find mentors at live events, you find people that are good at what you're good at and not good at what you're good at. So you want to find that where you can do a value change. Like, oh, I'm really good at finance. If you're an accountant or if you're really good with numbers, you can say to almost anyone who runs their own business, hey, I'm really good with numbers, but I'm not so good with X. And they go, oh, that's what I'm good at. You're really good at numbers. I always need help looking at my numbers. When you do that, you have a value exchange and suddenly two become one. And that person will uh, coach you back and forth and it becomes a two-way mentorship. Very, very valuable. So when you're looking to grow online, I can't stress how valuable having someone there to teach you is. I have a lot of products. I have a lot of courses where I teach you things. And I have small blueprints and then I have 
larger courses where I have lots of videos and go really in depth and I have my super large course. All of those pieces are very valuable, but the real value in my opinion of my courses is when you can email me or join a Facebook tribe group and ask questions. Those are very, very critical because that's where you'll get the real value. Because when I'm learning and I'm trying to learn something, it's great to learn from these, but I always have a question. I'll always run into a question where I'm stuck at one little point. I go, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right or wrong. What am I missing? And being able to ask someone that one question will make all of your problems disappear. It will make everything so much better. It shortens the learning curve dramatically. If something will take you two years to learn, with the right mentor or coach, it can take three or four months. In my experience, that's really the value. You learn it both ways. It's just a matter of how much time you have and how long it takes to learn it. It took me a really long time to learn certain parts of my business. It took me a year to break even, to get to the point where I was making okay money, like $3,000 a month, because I was all on my own. But when I hired my first coach, I paid him $2,000, and what he taught me over the next 90 days, I made almost $30,000. Best investment of my life, and that next year, I made three quarters of a million dollars because of that one relationship, because of that one coach I hired at the right time. Hiring the right coach or finding the right mentor can massively increase your revenue and your income, and it's really the key to succeeding with any business model, trying to learn on your own, trying to guess on your own. If you watch those people on television who have small businesses, they eventually hit a wall where they go, I can't grow anywhere, I don't know what to do next. And they go in there and they're begging for someone to invest in their business. And they're giving away what might eventually be worth millions or tens of millions of dollars just to have a mentor in their life. There are other ways to find mentors like that. It's not the best way to do it, it's not the only way to do it, but that's what they're really looking for. Because doing it on your own is hard and you don't have to. Just because you own your own business, just because you're in charge of your destiny, doesn't mean you can't have other people in your life that provide you wisdom, guidance, and advice. Having a group of people you can ask for advice is very, very valuable. And that's one of the foundations of my success. And you can implement networking techniques. You can send people unsolicited work and say, if this is good enough, please use it. It's yours. I did enough research. I thought this would be a great fit. Give me feedback if anything's missing. I'll make it better. But I want to give this to you because I love what you're teaching. When you follow these steps, when you use this simple mindset, when you use the simple principle of give value before you ask for value, people will gladly coach, mentor, and share their wisdom with you. And this is how you can find a mentor and really create a business that succeeds. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. To find out how you can get a free copy of my new book, head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now.